0: Move together, middle of summer Look in my eyes, tell me it's real Chasing the money, I'm all alone I'm on the phone, closing the deal Run to the fire, follow your heart Tell me right now Hello, welcome to the Jackhammer Effect I'm um, I, I really, first of all I'm excited for, for, for two major reasons this time I'm always excited when I have my guest, But I'm also excited because I have a new co-host Everybody, who's a millennial Edward, Edward Saylo. Hello,
1: hello, everyone.
0: Okay. And it's going to be Edward and I. And today, before we jump into the podcast, which I I can't wait to speak to Mr. Shaheen, uh, Shaheen, is I want to tell everybody why we call it a Jackhammer Effect podcast. And it's because a jackhammer is someone who doesn't take no for an answer, who believes you find a way or make a way, who likes to think outside of the box, and who does not quit until the effort is greater than the benefit. Shaheen, thank you for your patience. So, Welcome to the Jackhammer Effect Podcast.
2: I love it. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate that.
0: I can't think of too many people in this world, without an exaggeration, who epitomizes a jackhammer, okay? I mean, somebody who just finds the way or makes the way, and maybe a platitude, because after digging a little bit, and I don't know how the hell that happens, coming out of Iran at 15 years old. People, you know, I, I you know, I, I know that, you know, you're called the Willy Wonka of the X generation, you know, by Newsweek, by 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 a London newspaper. Having achieved, everything you achieved, coming out of there, coming to America, okay, sleeping in in shelters, all over the place. Which I've read what you did. How does somebody do that? How does somebody do that? So I'm not watching. sure I ever
2: slept in a shelter, but I, I did sleep on the beach and I have slept in cars and, and those kinds of things. But, you know, I, I, it's a very good question. I came to uh, Los Angeles um, via Germany um, because we were immigrants and my family moved to the United States. We were Iranian Jews and my folks coming from the generation before them, which was the Holocaust generation, were like, holy shit, we know what what could happen let's get the fuck out of here. So my folks left with me in tow. We came to the United States seeking our fame and fortune, but moreover survival and realized very quickly, whereas in Iran, we were solid middle-class in the United States, we were poor and second or third class citizens. My dad took odd jobs trying to make ends meet and we managed to buy a house in a up and coming area which was not up and coming at the time. And I started seeing all this wealth around me, but no path to it, Myron. There was no path for me to achieve the wealth that I saw everywhere, other than the typical go to school, become a doctor or a lawyer, and maybe then. So I decided I'm gonna abandon the traditional avenues and go after my dreams, which is what I did. I cut all ties. I burned all my ships. And pretty soon I found myself in the electronic music scene. I invented a magical new drug that rivaled ecstasy. It was legal and uh, it blew up, Uh, was very successful, caught on fire and we sold over a billion dollars in revenue very exciting times
0: Shaheen, how, how
2: i mean i know i know your
0: father wanted you to be a doctor right
2: yeah who which
0: which jewish or other otherwise right. immigrant right. family does does right. not yeah you know i mean i guess that's the stable approach in life versus from the chaos where you came from the uncertainty and that makes a lot of sense okay uh, going into entrepreneur how, just just for just for our readership, our listenership, which is mainly much like Edward, uh, startups, younger entrepreneurs, people thinking about uh, working a job, where are they going to go next to maybe build their own future? How would you get into making that 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 drug? How did that happen? That 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 drug for I mean, for I don't understand. I don't think you had that background. So how, yeah, no, that... you know, I had a background
2: in getting my ass kicked every day. I had a right. background in getting knocked down literally physically, emotionally, every single day until I got back up. And that's what I did. Um, I, I kept getting knocked down and then I kept getting up and that built grit. It built resilience. And later on in life, when I wanted to achieve something that others might have thought was impossible, in my case, I just went out there and I fucking did it. I found people who had the knowledge that I needed, what Napoleon Hill would call specialized knowledge. And I got shit done. Um, So that was my trajectory. That was the path that I took. And I found somebody who could help me with the ingredients, found somebody else who could help me with the formula. And I just called around. And what you find is most people will say no to you. Um, Most people will tell you to fuck off. Most people will tell you, Don't waste my fucking time. What you want to do is impossible.
0: Happens to be all the
2: time. But every once in a while, somebody will say yes. And you just need one. It's for some part a numbers game. Another part, an exercise in discipline, an exercise in resilience, an exercise in creating what they call your reality distortion field. And that's what I did. I molded the world around me to bend to what I wanted it to do.
0: There's so many people, you know, Edward, feel free. I'm sorry. Anytime you obviously want to jump in, but so many people face that uphill challenge like you do. Some worse, some not as bad. And yet they can't get over whether it's self-doubt, the fear, uh, 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 whatever you want to call it, you know. You are one of the hungriest, and I'm not talking about food. Obviously, that hunger drove you, I mean, to get the fuck out of that situation you are in. Okay, that, that, that whatever you had to do, you had to do that you did not want to be stuck or, or cemented in that situation the rest of your life. Is that something that people have, are born with, they learn? Because so many people are faced with that challenge today.
2: Some people are born in situations of restriction. I was born with some advantages, I had a caring, loving family. I uh, had some level of education. We were never starving. Occasionally, I'd have to share a steak with my brother, but we were never starving. My, My dad and mom managed to always provide for us. I had all my limbs intact. So I had every advantage that could imaginably be necessary for somebody who wanted to succeed. Now, as far as disadvantages, we came to this country as refugees. I didn't speak a word of English. I was from a seemingly undesirable country because it was the Iran-Contra affair. Uh, I was an Iranian Jew. So I had two things going against me at that time <laughs> Grown up in, in Los Angeles. So right. things were, were in some ways easy and in some ways hard, but there's always room, in my opinion, no matter how desperate of a situation you come from, for making it out of there. And you can look at, in my opinion, at these kinds of situations and say, hey, I'm fucked. Like, this is terrible. I'm fucked. I'm going to blame everybody else and, you know, try to get what my entitlement is and my birthright. And and people go out there and sometimes they get a little little bit and then they get mad at crumbs. And then they watch on TV Jeff Bezos sending his big penis to the moon. And people are like, oh, I fucking hate that guy. And they look at Richard Brand, oh, I hate that guy. And they look at, Elon Musk revolutionizing the electronic cars, electric cars. Say, so, oh, that fucking asshole. And they never change. But then there's the person that looks at them and goes, that's interesting. They did it. If they did it, is there any reason why I couldn't do it? And then they go about doing it. One of my favorite quotes of all time, Myron, let me see if I can get this right. Is think, that the,
0: you know what? Let me see if I can get it right. Can I, I think that okay. the way to do that is... Um I, I loved it because I, I wrote it down. I found a quote about you. I listened to you, which was great. It says something happens while you're sleeping. What was that? I think you loved that quote.
2: Um, the quote is, the person who says it's impossible should oh. not interrupt the person who is doing it. One of the best quotes of all time, I think.
0: So is it a mindset yeah
2: it's all about mindset it's about mindset but not just in the kind of new age foo foo you got to have a great mindset get up and go you can do it it's not about that it's much more about knowing yourself knowing your limitations you know at the temple of delphi i think it was a uh, uh, one of the interesting things, they said there were three inscriptions at the door that the ancients wrote, this, this, this amazing uh, temple that was dedicated to this oracle, this prognosticator of the future. And there were three things written. Thing number one, the first inscription, know thyself. Second inscription, nothing in excess. And the third inscription is surety leads to ruin or something to that effect which is amazing. The third one, of course, being a warning for us feeling like we know what we don't know. Knowing that you don't know can be very powerful. Knowing that you're an asshole, knowing that you're ineffective, knowing that you're weak in some ways and strong in others can be very effective. But you have to know not only your strengths, but also your weaknesses. So when people say, hey, it's all about mindset, sometimes that mindset can be negative and it can help you. Sometimes that mindset can be, man, I'm a complete ineffective human being at these things. Why? Because then that can lead you to being effective. That can lead you to bringing on people who have the specialized knowledge that you need in order to achieve your goals.
0: So true. How did you get to... You gravitated to be the king of Amazon selling, which is what you're like. Can you just take us a little bit? Cause you certainly are. Take us back a little bit. How, how the, the, the metamorphosis of that, please. how that happened?
2: Yeah, man. So I got out of the uh, herbal ecstasy thing was pretty cool. And I uh, got involved in some other ventures. After that, I invented, portable digital vaporization, which is the forerunner to all the vapes that you see now. And what happened was I got out of that, that company went public. And then I started thinking to myself, hey, uh, I need to make a nootropic, a brain supplement. So I invented this brain supplement called Accelerol. Fantastic. You know, really, really a good brain supplement. Uh, but it was expensive. It was like in those days, it was $120. Now it's a lot cheaper. You can get it on Amazon. And I thought, man, let me put this up on this new platform that this guy, I I guess this nerd is is setting up called Amazon. Let me put it on there because we learned that he opened up the platform to third-party sellers. I put the product on there, took 15 minutes to open a seller account and list the product, didn't think much, went to sleep, woke up the next day and boom. There it was. Thousands of sales, hundreds of thousands of dollars in orders. Amazing. And so I started looking into this Bezos character. Turns out he wasn't just some little nerd or some chump. He was a disruptor. He was a mad genius, and he was going to change and disrupt e-commerce forever. And what year was this?
0: What year was this? When
2: when This was like 2009, 2010, roughly around there.
0: Yeah. So I decided to
2: learn everything I could about Amazon and mastering that platform. And now that's what I do. I teach people how to create recurring, predictable revenue streams that never fail on the Amazon platform. And I do it every day, teach people how to pick a product, how to get reviews, how to get ranked, how to get your product made in China, how to get it shipped, and most importantly, how to sell it. And I do that all the time, teaching people how to create these predictable revenue streams. Do you have kids? I do. I've got one kid.
0: How old, may I ask? I've got an eight-year-old. Okay. I was gonna ask. What do you talk to him about business, about entrepreneurship at all? Or is it too or yeah.
2: Oh no, he's already started two businesses. He is on the on the path with little or no doing of mine, I would say. He's he's on his own journey of entrepreneurship.
0: Sounds like a proud father. Okay, already. I, he, I, I can hear that already. Let all know doing Okay. And, and, and your wife, does she, is she an entrepreneur too?
2: She is. She is a publicist, and she also has an Amazon company where she generates predictable recurring revenue. She sells really cool stuff on the Amazon platform as
0: well. Wow. That's great. Forgive that me, I, I like to understand everything, if you, you don't mind. I, I, th- I think it's important, you know. Does, does out of curiosity someone like you took it after everything you've been to after everything you've built do you ever get lonely or do you ever get lost for something and what would you do and how do you deal it Do you ever get down and if you do which i know is maybe a rhetorical question because you're a human like all of us how, how do you pick yourself back up again
2: yeah i think everybody gets down and everybody gets lonely at times and being an entrepreneur is a lonely path especially if you're doing it right being an entrepreneur is, is not a path of democracy and having lots of people around and, and always being the center of attention and, and, and all that. It's about making hard, lonely decisions a lot of the times. Uh, a lot of times being an entrepreneur isn't what you see on, on TikTok and Instagram. It involves a lot of thought alone in a room. I try not to do that. That's one of the mistakes I think people often make, Myron, is that they work in a vacuum. And working in a vacuum is definitely not your best option. What we know, we don't know what we don't know. and We don't know what the best options are that are laid in front of us always. But one thing, excuse me, one thing that we do know is that the more choices you have, the better decisions you make. So having the most options in front of you oftentimes involves having people around you that can help you make those choices and having the right people around you makes a big difference. So I try to have not a lot of people around me, but the right people, people who would support my growth and, and mentors and, and the like, people who I mentor and people who mentor me so that I have a lot of options in front of me. Now I don't always do what my mentors say. Um, but, at least I have that option.
0: The book Atomic Habits by James Clare. Have you read that?
2: I love Atomic Habits. Yeah, 1% right. so better every you, day.
0: Yeah. What, do you, what yeah. Do you think, What's your thoughts about it?
2: I think it's great. I think I train martial arts and oh. some days I feel like I'm getting better and some days I feel like I'm getting worse. But there's never a time in martial arts, especially in the grappling arts, I train Brazilian jiu-jitsu, And when you train Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, some days are harder than others, but there's never a day where you're like, oh my God, I've got it. This is it. It's always incremental, little bits where you learn how to get out of a situation. Like my teacher often says, you know, get from a shitty situation to a less shitty situation till eventually you get free. So it's kind of those micro movements, those micro adjustments that lead to to freedom. So having just slight improvements every day, compounding day after day, man, that's everything. That's what it's all about. The, The people that are looking to have the big hits right away and continually hit it big, that's not real. That's not something that happens. When we look at people, you look at great artists, great musicians, people that are really successful in their field their success doesn't come from a single solitary incident it's lots of small tweaks over time
0: yeah yeah very true uh, edward did you uh
1: yeah yeah i actually want to ask a question as well what uh what motivates you every day like what's your why the reason you wake up every day and you're excited to you know go get it what's that why
2: Yeah. Again, you know, I know a lot of people think about, okay, you got to have a why you got to have a reason. You got to be passionate. I, I honestly feel like all that's bullshit. I feel like you don't need to have a why I feel like our existence is the why the fact that I'm six feet above ground is my why the fact that I do what I do because it's what I do is my why I don't have any particular modus operandi or, 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 mission that drives all the other things that I do. I have things that I'm excited about. I like inspiring people to make money. I like teaching people how to use the Amazon platform to make money. I enjoy doing cool shit with cool people. But at this point in my life, I've made my money. I've had my cars. I've been on the planes. I've done the trips. I've hung out with the celebrities. I've done all that stuff. And I've made more millions than most people I know. Almost a billion dollars in my time. I've had lots of businesses. I don't need the money right now, but I work. Why? Why do I do it? I do it because it's what I do. It's that journey is the destination.
1: That's my point. Eleven. Eleven. How uh, how would you define success?
2: Success is freedom, and freedom is being able to do what you want when you want, with who you want, and how you want, Very and true. to tell everybody else to fuck off when you want to. It's what Scott Adams calls FU money. And you can't do it without financial freedom. You got to have the financial freedom to be able to do that. And it's it's one of the reasons why certain cultures succeed over others. It's because of the importance of frugality, the importance of saving money, the importance of of thinking that finances is a very important part of our development and our freedom. And if you can if you can think about that, and then you think, man, then it's really good to be rich. Then it's really good to have that financial freedom because through that financial freedom, I can empower the people around me. I can empower my family. I don't have to worry about stupid little shit. I can focus on the bigger picture. And through that, I can inspire more people. You look at someone like Jeff Bezos, Like him or hate him, he's helping hundreds of millions of people. You look at Bill Gates, he's helping hundreds of millions of people. He's solving big problems on a wholesale level, as he puts it. He doesn't even bother with small charities or one-on-one things because he's making more impact than probably any one of us will doing whatever it is that we're doing. And that's something to aspire to. That's an aspirational goal, to be able to make this impact in the world as Steve Jobs would say, to be able to put a dent in the universe, to be able to make your legacy count. I often use the examples of we talk about cultures and I talk about the ancient Egyptians. Fascinating, fascinating culture. So one of the most common, or or not common, but one of the most famous uh, discoveries of our era was the discovery of Tutankhamun? Everybody knows Tutankhamun, King Tut. He's in all the cartoons and movies and, and all those kinds of things. Well, so they discovered this tomb. And it's a, it's a pretty big discovery in Egypt. And this guy's got three coffins. One's plated in gold, the other one's like painted in gold. And you get to the bottom one, and this fucking thing is solid gold. This dude was buried in a human sized coffin made of solid fucking gold. And so people look, oh yeah, how ostentatious, how egotistical. No. The Egyptians had a belief that each man lives two deaths. Each man has two deaths. Death number one happens when your body disintegrates and goes away, dies, stops functioning. The second death happens when the last person to remember your name disappears dies and evaporates and you are forgotten. So what were they doing? They were building immortality. A People legacy. Think, legacy. People look at these hieroglyphs and they're like, oh how funny these guys thought they could get immortality by doing this stuff. Guess what? His name's still on our lips. He has achieved immortality as long as 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 we know through our lifetimes. This was a guy that was around thousands of years ago. And we are mentioning his name today. So how do you think a person like that acted? Do you think a person like that got involved in tiny little disputes with little people? Do you think a person like that was worried about little irrelevant things, arguing with the guy down the street? No, he was thinking about 2000 years in the future when us fuckers open up his coffin and look down and go, holy fucking shit. It's solid fucking gold. It's a human-sized gold fucking coffin.
0: And we mentioned his name. What are you going to do to have your legacy be your equivalent of your gold fucking coffin? I'm curious to know. How do you want to make an impact? What do you want to do? Because you obviously aspire.
2: Yeah, I'm doing it, Myron. So I've written my book called Billion, How I Became King of the Thrill Pill Cult. It's out now on Audible, audiobook. By the way, you need to get a copy and leave me a review. It's available in Canada.
0: Uh, my honor to do that.
2: Absolutely. All, all three of yeah. you guys got to do it, and I'll call you on it, because we need to get a little more traction. We just got a film deal for the book, which I'm very excited about.
0: Congratulations. And,
2: thanks, man.
1: Congrats. And
2: yeah. I tell my story, so that's what I do. I share my story. I inspire people. I have my family. I take care of my family, and I raise my kid, and maybe kids in the future, the best that I can. And I try to make a better world that way. And through my work, through the products that I put out there in the world and and what I do. And some of it might be boring as shit and some of it might be more exciting, but just the fact that I'm spending here with you this time and the people that are listening to your show, be it one person or a million people. And if something I say can impact them and they go, oh shit, what's my gold coffin? Am I gonna start thinking like legacy? Or am I going to start worrying about all these little things that I wake up every day and worrying about? Am I going to argue with the fucking crazy COVID dude in front of me in the in the laundry line or in the fucking grocery store? Or am I going to start thinking bigger? Am I going to start solving bigger problems?
0: That's you know, what think, it comes down to. I think anybody listening, I would hope, if they're listening carefully, this is a recipe for opportunity. This is a recipe, a formula you know, being, staying positive and never giving up, keep going and pushing. And, and I, we appreciate the value time you have, because you could spend your time in many, many places. I know that. Gene. So that's why it's critical, especially, you know, you, Edward, you're, you know, a millennial trying to build a business. You could share, you got to share, you know, the anxieties and fears that you're living every hour of every day, buddy. Gene, you know,
1: yeah. Yeah
0: you know you you're far from there yet but it's something you can get to and you can you can go to you can get to that point is there any particular goals that you have over the next one to five years specifics for me yes i don't think
2: in the way of goals so i think goals are fairly ineffective look you can you can say hey man my goal is to make a billion dollars in the next month well how much good is that fucking gonna do you, man? Are you are you is that gonna make you a billion dollars in the next month? No. So rather than goals, I like systems. I like building systems that get me to where I'm going. So one of my goals is we have a agency now is to grow the agency. And I don't think about it in any specifics, but I think about building systems to achieve the metrics that I want to achieve. And those metrics are specific to each company, each project that I get involved in. And when you think that way, you move from having this like goal mentality. Goal is just another like woo-woo kind of thing. It doesn't mean shit. Like you can have all the fucking goals and you want. So I sit down right now, write down all your goals from now to eternity. Doesn't mean you're going to achieve them. Doesn't mean you're any closer to them. It does nothing. It's just dribble. If you were instead to build a system, as Scott Adams would say, if you were to build a system to get to where you want to go and then test that system, tweak that system, try to make it work, that's a whole nother game, a whole nother game. And doing that makes all the difference in the world. So I would say systems over goals, as Scott Adams teaches us.
0: And... and just for some insight from you in your, in, your, in your business ambitions, do you see, are you favorable to any particular industries, anything emerging that you see is going to become important or what people should look at, you know, especially younger entrepreneurs?
2: Yeah, check out Amazon. We're still on day one. And anybody that is interested, reach out to me, darkzess at gmail.com, D-A-R-K-Z-E-S-S at gmail.com and get my course. It's a $200 course for anybody who's listening to Myron's podcast. Use the code JACKHAMMER, and I will give it to you absolutely for free, zero cost. Again, darkzess at gmail.com. Reach out for the one-hour course. Use the code JACKHAMMER, and I will give it to you for free.
0: Okay. Thank you so much. Uh, Shaheen, what do you do to relax when you're not here? What do you love to do?
2: What do I like to do? Well, I, I train mixed martial arts and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I enjoy doing that. I enjoy contact sports, which I think is really cool and a, a great way to learn more about yourself. Um, I enjoy biking, um, mainly hanging out with my family is, is the most important thing to me. I like to read, I like to write and uh, I, I do meditate. I use uh, uh, an app uh, now, a virtual reality app called Trip, which is fantastic red light therapy. I do Wim Hof breathing. I do ice baths. I do all the biohacking stuff and enjoying a good meal with friends. You know, that was the, uh, that was the key, key thing that really hit home for me during COVID, especially was just the simple things that are really the most important, just sitting down with a friend and having a coffee and just saying, how you doing that? Or, reaching out to somebody you haven't talked to in a while or having a meal with somebody you care about and just enjoying that meal. Those things really are, are the best things in life. And the reason why we do what we do.
0: Absolutely. A million percent. I echo those words a million times. The last question I have, unless you had to have it, is that somebody sitting down with you, a young entrepreneur, who's 25, 28, 29, struggling what to do, where to go with it. What would, you, what would you basically just say to him or her? Well,
2: I think there's no general answer to that. So we have to take a deeper look as to why you're not succeeding. And if that's you, reach out to me, darkzess at gmail.com, and we can see what's keeping you back. Usually for most people, they get in their own way. And there's something that they're doing that's not working that they keep doing. And that's really the the biggest issue, I think.
0: Really? interesting yeah
2: yeah so we gotta we gotta look at what it is that they're doing that they're getting in their own way and remove those obstacles and then have them move forward in a in a very exciting way and uh to do that i say reach out to me and see if i can help you out
0: listen everybody because this is one man that's not only extraordinarily successful but a successful human being which to me is far more important okay that's a rare combination in an entrepreneur very rare Shaheen,
1: uh, Lester, Edward, am I missing something? No, no, it's uh, it's been great. I uh, I don't know. I just I kind of I, I was a bit quiet because there's a lot to to learn and take in. So kind of left me speechless along the way. So it's it's been really exciting to to have you here tonight. What are you reading, yes. dude? Are you reading oh, something? I've been making some notes. <laughs> oh, you're making notes. Okay. You're going to get yeah. my book? Where, where are you located? Yeah. I billion the book. I wrote down the name so I can go get it right after this. Yeah. But, billion. Yeah, I became but, king
2: of the poke cult.
1: Yeah. But I, I will also reach out to you with a couple of questions that I have if you will not mind answering them.
2: Sure. You got it, man. No problem. I'm happy to answer any questions. That he, you he's basically
0: not operator, operator. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Shaheen, you can see the difference in age. I never, I never shut up, and he's very uh, <laughs> introspective. Okay. That's so, okay.
2: Uh, you guys make a good team. I appreciate you guys. I, we do. Thank so, you.
0: look, thank you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Thank you for your value time. It's much, a million times appreciated, buddy.
2: It really, I appreciate you, my brother. Have a great day. Okay. Nice, nice to meet guys. you guys. And end off one thank thing, you.
0: guys. Don't watch the clock. Do what it does. Keep going. Sam Levinson. Take care, everybody, and thank you very much till next time. Thanks, Jaheen. Thanks, Edward. Bye, guys. Let's move together. Middle of summer. Look in my eyes. Tell me it's real. Chasing the money. I'm all alone. I'm on the phone. Closing the deal. Run to the fire. Follow your heart.